If the match successfully kindles another flame, then, as the flame of the match is consumed, the match, in a certain sense, still lives on, and its apparently transient life is endowed with endurance, continuity. In the words of Senesh's poem, the match is nisraf, burnt up, consumed, but it can kindle other flames in its few moments of existence. Welcome to Bible 365, episode 242, The Soul and the Match. I'm Mayor Soloveitchuk. It was from my grandmother that I learned one of the most famous poems in the history of modern Hebrew. Ashreya gafrur shenisraf v'yitzit lehavot. Ashreya lehava shebaara b'sitre levavot. Ashreya levavot shiyadu lachdol b'chavod. Ashreya gafrur shenisraf v'yitzit lehavot. One of the usual translations of this poem goes as follows. Blessed is the match consumed in kindling flame. Blessed is the flame that burns in the secret fastness of the heart. Blessed is the heart with strength to stop its beating for honor's sake. Blessed is the match consumed in kindling flame. The poem is by Hannah Senesh, a now famous figure in the story of Israel and Zionism. She was born and raised in comfort in Hungary, embraced the Zionist movement, and made Aliyah. And while working the land, she also wrote and composed poetry. Then, with doom descending upon her fellow Hungarian Jews, she, along with other Jews from the Holy Land, joined a secret group organized by the British, training as a paratrooper in order to enter Hungary and rescue her brethren. Parachuting into Yugoslavia, she was captured, attempting to cross into Hungary, and she was tortured and ultimately executed. The poem, Blessed is the Match, was composed after her arrival in Yugoslavia, before she embarked on the most dangerous part of her mission. What is the meaning of Blessed is the Match? of these lines that were salvaged in the forests of Yugoslavia. Poems can have multiple meanings, but we can offer an attempt at interpretation. One I've put forward in my writings and commentary as well as in a lecture that I was privileged to give on behalf of the National Library of Israel, an explanation that draws on an incredibly beautiful image from the book of Proverbs. Our focus today is on one single phrase from Proverbs. We had just a few days ago encountered the metaphor of ner mitzvah v'torah or, of the good deed, the holy deed, the commanded deed, as a lamp in the darkness, reflecting the luminous nature of the Torah itself. Now another image is introduced, also involving light. Chapter 25, verse 27. Ner Hashem nishmat adam. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Or, if we wish to give it a more contemporary translation, the soul of man is the candle of God. On the face of it, the verse is using the image of a lamp in the darkness as a metaphor for God's omniscience, expressing his omnipotent ability to search our soul, to know all. As we say on the High Holy Days, the Almighty is Yodea Machshavot. He knows our innermost thoughts. But the verse can also be understood as describing the luminous nature of the human spirit, giving us a powerful and enduring image of the human soul akin to a candle or lamp lit by the Creator telling us that just as even a small flame contains an extraordinary amount of power, so too does the soul itself reveal an incredible amount of spiritual energy. The lamp, the flame, is the scriptural symbol of the spirit of the soul. And it is this verse in Proverbs that seems to serve as the source of one of the most resonant of Jewish traditions, which is the lighting of a candle as one marks a yard site, the anniversary of the passing of a loved one. Similarly, in the hours before Yom Kippur, Jews light memorial candles for those that have passed away, a ritual that is, I believe, also inspired by this biblical proverb that the soul of man is the lamp of God. And in fact, if one returns to the original medieval manner in which this was performed, 
one could take note of the fact that originally before Yom Kippur, many Jews would light candles not only for those who had passed away, but also originally for themselves, kindling symbols of their own souls before the Day of Atonement. In other words, it is Yom Kippur that was above all a day when Jews were supposed to think about the biblical metaphor of the human soul as the lamp or candle of God. These candles used to be kindled, not at home originally, but in the synagogue. And in today's electric era, it is impossible to imagine what it would have been like to walk into a sanctuary on Yom Kippur and see candles everywhere, luminous symbols of souls. Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam, bringing home the fact that the soul of man is the lamp of God. This is the biblical metaphor. But, as I've suggested previously, perhaps Hannah Senesh, in her poem Blessed is the Match, is giving us a more modern metaphor, seizing on an invention that did not exist in the biblical era, the match. And there is a difference between the nair, the lamp, and the gafur, the match. Lamps are endowed with fuel so that its flame sustains itself, whereas a match brings forth a fiery force from within, and then the fire is gone in seconds. Yet if the match successfully kindles another flame, then, as the flame of the match is consumed, the match in a certain sense still lives on, and its apparently transient life is endowed with endurance, continuity. In the words of Senesh's poem, the match is nisraf, burnt up, consumed, but it can kindle other flames in its few moments of existence. And on such a match, Chana Senesh tells us, we can pronounce ashreya gafrur, fortunate is the match. Why does Senesh switch from the more obvious imagery in the Bible of a lamp or candle to symbolize the soul of a human being to the more modern match, the gafrur? The answer, I think, lies in when the poem was composed. Senesh, embarking on a mission that was incredibly dangerous, seemed perhaps to realize that her own life, like that of the match, may well be all too short, and she was pondering what would give her life meaning. Indeed, there is another poem that we now have from Senesh, which she wrote in 1941, pondering the possibility that she might one day be called to die for her people and her land. This poem can now be found in the original in the National Library of Israel, which has in its incredible collection much of Senesh's poetry and notebooks, though it had this poem much earlier than much of the rest. The library website tells us how it originally received it. Quote, In the early 1950s, Catherine Senesh, the mother of the famous paratrooper and poet Hannah Senesh, entrusted a number of documents from her daughter's estate to the National Library of Israel. Among these were some of her letters, a few she sent to her mother while attending the agricultural school in Nahalal, a letter she sent to her brother while she was with the partisans in the Balkans, and a letter she sent to her friend. There was also a collection of typed poems she had written in Hungarian, as well as four handwritten poems in Hebrew. The four handwritten poems can be viewed on the National Library website here. All were written during 1941 in various places linked to Senesh's life in pre-state Israel. Nachalal, Kibbutz Totyam, of which she was a founding member, and Ginosar. With their donation to the National Library, they joined the Schwadron Collection, which collects portraits and autograph samples of many personalities. End quote. The poem that Senesh wrote in 1941, reads, with my own translation, as follows. Lamut, Tsair, Lamut, Lo, Lo Ratziti, Ahavti et Hashemesh Hachama, Haor, Hashir, Nitzutz, Shozugenaim, Velo Ratziti Heres, Milchama, Lo, Lo Ratziti. To die, young, to die. No, no, this I did not want. I have loved the warm sun, the light, poetry, the spark in a pair of eyes, and I did not desire destruction, war, 
No, this I did not desire. But if it is decreed upon me to live today amidst the spilling of blood and the fearful destruction, I declare, blessed is God for the meritorious opportunity to live and when the time comes to die on your earth, my land, my homeland. So Chana wrote in 1941, and then soon after, she wrote, blessed is the match. Thus we have the biblical metaphor of the human soul as lamp or candle, and we have the modern twist on the image from Chana Senesh's poetic portrayal of human life as a match. And the point, perhaps, is that different lives can impact in different ways, just as different lamps illumine differently. Thus, Rabbi Joseph Soloveitchik once described how the goal of the Sabbath lamp was meant to serve originally as the sole source of light in a Sabbath home. Kindled in what was then a small structure, the tiny flame would radiate everywhere. A Hanukkah lamp, in contrast, was originally lit outside, as it is in Jerusalem today. The flame would appear to passersby as a pinpoint, but it could serve thereby as a beacon, what Rabbi Salavetcha called a ner hanireh merachok, a lamp lit from afar. Sometimes we inspire and brighten through closeness. In other times, we inspire those we have never met. And it is the Jewish laws of lamps that allows us to find the connection in Hanasenesh's description of the match. The Talmud tells us that if one kindled a Hanukkah lamp and the flame is blown out, one is not obligated to light it again. Perhaps the sages did not want to demand more of one who had performed the ritual, but perhaps the deeper meaning is that the Hanukkah lamp, lit to serve as a source of inspiration to passersby, can serve even briefly as a beacon and thereby have an enduring impact beyond what we might have imagined. And if that is true about a lamp briefly seen, how much more blessed might be a match that actually ended up kindling other souls, a match whose flame went out, but nevertheless still lives in the light that it lit in others. Thus, around six months ago, the Times of Israel reported as follows, quote, Some 150 Israeli soldiers will travel to Central Europe later this month as part of a week-long educational trip in honor of the 100th birthday of the Hungarian-born soldier and poet, Hannah Senesh, who was captured and killed by the Nazis after she parachuted into Hungary during World War II. The commander of the paratroopers' brigade, Colonel Yuval Gatz, told reporters that the purpose of the program, which will include a recreation of the parachute jump made by Senesh and dozens other Jewish fighters, is, to quote, deepen the connection between the participants and the Israel Defense Forces in the State of Israel, end quote. The delegation, I'm continuing, quoting from the article, dubbed Crash of the Heavens after a line from one of Senesh's poems, will be led by the head of the IDF's Depth Corps, Major General Itai Virov, Brigadier General Ofer Winter, commander of the IDF's 98th Division, which contains the Paratroopers Brigade, and a number of other senior paratroopers officers, including Gatz. End quote. Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam, we are informed by Proverbs. The soul of man is the lamp of God. A soul, for this biblical book, is a lamp that can brighten and kindle the lives of others. Chana Senesh had thought about her soul. I'm grateful to the writer and editor Adam Kirsch, who, in a book of his, cited Senesh's diary, wherein, soon after her 15th birthday, she wrote, quote, I would rather be an unusual person than just average. When I think of an above-average man, I don't necessarily think of a famous man, but of a great soul. And she added, a great human being, and I would like to be a great soul, if God will permit, end quote. Chana Senesh did become a great soul, but instead of a soul akin to a lamp, she became akin to a match, a match that she ended up describing before her death, a match that in its moment enkindled the lives of so many, inspired the lives of so many generations, and thereby her flame lived on. 
It is striking to think of a young woman tortured in prison, murdered for seeking to save Jews, remembered by Israeli soldiers, remembered on the very same soil where she died, by soldiers of a Jewish state, a Jewish state of which she had dreamt, a Jewish state that she did not live to see. There are, ladies and gentlemen, many matches and many lamps in our own lives. Souls, sources of inspiration that are out there. Examples worthy of emulation. Examples of Torah teaching and examples of great military courage. Heroes in Jewish history or teachers of Jewish learning. The question is whether we will use the light of their lives to kindle our own, to inspire us to live lives of radiance, and to thereby seek to kindle, brighten, and enlighten the lives of others. Chana Senesh's life was one of many throughout Jewish history that was cruelly extinguished too soon. But by remembering her, we mark the way in which a match can kindle so many flames beyond its own, as her soul inspired so many other souls beyond her. We, in turn, pray to God for long life, but we pray as well that we be inspired to live our lives like lamps and thereby reflect the luminance of the human soul throughout our lives. This is Mayor Salavechik. Looking forward to learning together tomorrow. Signing off.